time to spotlight casinos. Lots of news happening. Chad Bainan is with us, managing director of gaming, lodging, and theater at Macquarie Group. Chad, thanks so much for being with us. Obviously, we're hearing some numbers. Um, we're seeing some moves and rallies happening. What's the big picture here? And I know we have a focus on Las Vegas Sands here, too. Sure, absolutely. Thanks, Nicole. So the United States, kind of this part of the world has recovered much faster than anybody expected. We're seeing record numbers every month in Las Vegas and in the regional markets. What we didn't know until last night is what's going on on the other side of the world, particularly in Singapore, where um, flights have improved to about 50% of where they were pre-pandemic. You know, that was a market that was completely closed. That's been easing up. Uh, Macau is is closed until this Saturday. But what we got last night from Las Vegas Sands was the Singapore business came in better than expected. So despite only 50% visitation into the city of Singapore, results were only you know 10 to 15% off of where they were before. So that gives us hope that when Macau opens up and China opens up, that this pent up spent per visitor could be as high over there, if not higher than what we're seeing in North America. How do you know it's not some people who wish they could have gone to Macau but then went to Singapore? I mean, they're not so close, but. Certainly could be uh, could be the case. You know, Singapore generally draws from several different countries in the region. Um, China in general isn't really traveling that much. Um, it sounds like the um, catchment area at, at this point has been pretty diverse. Um, so we're, we're hopeful. But again, for Macau, that's not really going to be until the fourth quarter, if not 2023, when we see that business come back. Yeah. So with Singapore, 50% pre-pandemic beating the levels that people thought, the recovery in Las Vegas, as you mentioned, the Las Vegas recovery and the demand that we're seeing there, um, is it back to full on full force or almost there? And I know there's been a lot of spending not only at the tables, but also on experiences and dinner and such, right? Absolutely. I think it's those areas where there's dynamic pricing, whether it be a hotel room, a restaurant, uh, you know, a restaurant menu, a, a day club, a nightclub. Um, we've seen pricing move up and there hasn't been much pushback from the consumer. Um, the gaming business, again, the people that are going to the casinos are spending about 30% more than what they budgeted pre-pandemic. Visitation is still down, and in Vegas in particular, you know, you haven't seen that full recovery from the United Kingdom, European markets, and Asia. But it's been, it's been very strong. But we do like the non-gaming angle. That's one of the reasons why we still like MGM here uh, around $31. Right. Okay. So could you, you mentioned MGM, you mentioned Vegas. Could you just give me a thought on each one of the players so we have a, a perspective on your insight? Sure. So MGM, um, they've, they've really changed the composition of the company over the past couple of years. Um, they've deleveraged the balance sheet. They're almost in a net cash position. They've also traded up to, I'd say, more of a, a luxury portfolio. They traded out Mirage for Cosmopolitan which is probably the top property for um, luxury and, and, and millennials looking to spend money in Vegas. Um, also for MGM is their digital business. Digital is strong, so it's kind of more akin to what DraftKings and FanDuel are doing. MGM's right there, number two, number three. And uh, we think there's, there's a lot of roadway for, for them to grow that business. But the fact that they have a good balance sheet, really strong business in Las Vegas. Macau will start to pick up in, in 23. I think it's a nice story where you'll see earnings growth, 
you'll see continued share repurchases and then a return of, of uh, dividends here. So it's, it's, it's a really good story, well diversified with, with uh, participation in the digital growth, which is kind of the key uh, in our view. Yeah, and what about some of the others like uh, Penn National, Gaming, you mentioned uh, DraftKings. Absolutely. So Penn National, um, we view them as a good value stock at these levels. It's trading at six and a half times EBITDA. Historically, it's been one to two turns above that. Um, that core business we think will hold in here. A lot of us have lowered estimates for 2023, just given what we've seen in the market. But uh, based on our conversations, it doesn't sound like that consumer is slipping as fast as some may have thought. Uh, the other thing with Penn National is they spent about $2 billion on Barstool and the score. We'll hear from them next week in terms of how Ontario has gone for iGaming and sports betting. Based on our channel checks, it seems like the score is in second or third place at this point. And again, Penn National with Barstow and the score in the United States is kind of a number five, six, seven player. So I think that could be a very big positive. It would show that this acquisition of the score, you know, was the right thing to do and that that can, yeah. um, you know, help their growth in, in, in North America. DraftKings, um, I like it. I think it's washed out here. I think they beat the quarter. They're able to maintain their guidance for the year. The big theme this quarter for digital is lower losses. The first quarter okay. was a big marketing spend in Ontario, New York, et cetera. And I think that's going to be the theme in the second quarter, lower losses, and you get yeah. generalists back into the sector. Yeah. And just quickly on the other things that I was thinking about, any sort of regulation, the strong U.S. dollar, which may be a deterrent for people coming, trying to come from abroad and mergers and acquisitions. Any big thoughts on any of those? Yeah, I'd say for the for the strong U.S. dollar, certainly that could hurt um, Las Vegas a little bit. We haven't seen that business come back. Uh, but that's certainly something you know we're looking for. Uh, these other companies are generally you know North America domiciled and, and generate their 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 revenues there. Um, in terms of M and A, I do think there will be there will be some some more interest in the space. Las Vegas Sands said last last night that they'll do maybe bite sized acquisitions on the digital front. They're really looking at some homegrown greenfield type builds in the United States and abroad. But company like MGM, they made an acquisition last quarter on the digital side. I do think there will be shakeup, uh, vertical integration. You know, with these valuations coming down, it's certainly ripe for some uh, some mergers at this point. Chad, great to see you. Thank you for all the details on that. Chad Bainan of Macquarie Group. Thank you. Thanks.